0: Hello and welcome back to Project Upgrade, it is me, Samantha Wicks, it has been a hot second since I've been on this podcast, but life has truly upgraded (laughs) since I have been in your ears, Um, thank you for everyone's patience for while I've been away, but... An exciting upgrade to the podcast is that we actually have a new co-host, which is my boyfriend, Lucas. Lucas, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Sam. It's awesome to be on the podcast talking to the people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, very exciting change. Um, Obviously, we live together now and having a podcast has been something that we've been playing around with for, I want to say like maybe a month, two months. Something like
1: that. Yeah, it's always been in the pipe works. We've always thought about the idea and pulling the trigger now. So it's actually awesome that we've actually made it together and uh, we're making it happen.
0: Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be really cool. Looking forward to it. So tell the listeners all about you, Lucas. Who are you? Because I know everything about you, obviously, with <laughs> the listeners... Everything
1: about me, but they might not. So <laughs> let me introduce myself. Obviously, I'm Lucas, co-host of Project Upgrade. I'm an online coach, WBFF Pro. I'm a personal trainer as well. And yeah, now a podcast host. We'll add that to the list of accolades. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: It's just going to be an ever-ending list between us two now. Yeah,
1: no. It's <laughs> when does it end, right?
0: <laughs> I think I was on Jaden's podcast and he was literally just listing off all these things I am and I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when did that list get so long? <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so today we are actually going to be chatting about how to get into bodybuilding. As you guys know, I'm sure we are both... Very into the bodybuilding world. Lucas is a WBFF pro. I am now fresh into WBFF. Used to be an IFPB, but I've been doing bodybuilding for three, four years now, yeah, I think. Yeah,
1: you've been competing for a number of years, but yeah. just have now made the transition over to WBFF. Yeah, love so it. Ticking a few <laughs> boxes there in the competing world.
0: Yes, and obviously I'm a posing coach for all three federations, um, but Yeah. We yeah, so,
1: yeah, we've been in the competing world for quite a while, been around it a little bit. So obviously I'm a WBFF pro, but I have done an IFBB show as well. So a few different federations between mm-hmm. both of us. So and you a, you're bit a of posing coach as and well. And a posing coach as well. I should, should definitely mention that. I also pose guys for the WBFF competitions too. So a bit of a wealth of knowledge, we like to think, between Sam and I. Yeah. So very excited to drop a few gems here for you guys.
0: Yeah, we just live and breathe it.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Our life really revolves around that. The gym, competing, mm-hmm. getting ready for shows and just thriving in the fitness world as much as we can.
0: And I think because we live and breathe it and obviously it's very visible on our social media that we live and breathe it. A lot of people actually come to us asking, how do I actually get involved? Where do I start? How do I start? Which federation am I supposed to be in? And so we thought that we would actually make this first episode all things, how to get into bodybuilding, where to find your feet, because there's not much out there. Like, there might be one thing out there, but it's very, like, small. Like, it's it's not very detailed on what to actually do.
1: Absolutely. And there's so many different avenues as well. A lot of things that people might have heard one person say, but there's so many different ways of going about it as well. So today we thought we'd just clear up how to get into it, some tips and tricks if you are thinking about getting into bodybuilding shows and just giving our personal opinion of when you should do it and the best ways to go about it as well.
0: Exactly. But... Before we get into it, we actually have a very exciting announcement. Very exciting. Oh, look at us. First episode already have an exciting <laughs> announcement. dropping bombs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how <I> just started.
0: <laughs> um, but we're going to actually run a giveaway to celebrate the first episode dropping with Lucas and I. Um, so the giveaway is going to be if you screenshot listening to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, whatever it is that you're listening in, um, and tag us on Instagram. So I'm at underscore Samantha Wicks.
1: It's Lucas underscore WBFF Pro.
0: Then you will go into the draw to win a free month of coaching, which is super exciting. It's a value of $400. Very
1: exciting. So very big prize for someone mm. to win. If you are looking to get into the coaching space, looking to really elevate your physique and get some good guidance on where to take your physique. And then even if you did have aspirations of getting into bodybuilding shows, it could be a very good avenue on getting that journey started for yourself with a month free of coaching.
0: 100%. 100%. Um, but yeah, definitely enter. us. So all you got to do is tag us in your stories, post it, and yeah, we'll announce the winner.
1: Super easy. Takes two seconds. You could have almost $400 worth of value. Seems yeah. too good to be true. You're going to invest <laughs> in yourself as well. hundred percent. Yeah, exactly.
0: Awesome. Well, let's get into the episode. Let's we? do it. Oh! First
1: episode rolling.
0: <laughs> 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 also, shout out to Jaden for the beautiful studio. We are Lux Studios. Thank you so much, Jaden, for letting us use the space. Yeah.
1: Amazing how he set this all up. Honestly, yeah. so yeah. so proud
0: of him. So proud of him. <laughs> yeah, he's come a
1: long way, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. doing well.
0: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So, yeah, thank you, Jaden. <laughs> thank us you, Jaden. You space. are the man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, if anyone is hosting a podcast or is looking to host a podcast, this is the place to be. It's based in Brisbane, Newstead. So, yeah, nice and easy to just literally. We walked in here, chucked on the mics, chucked on the camera, the lights, ready to go.
1: Yeah, we were in here for what, 10, 15 minutes or yeah. something. And then the record button's now red and we're talking. Yeah. So, very. Very uh, easy to just set up and just walk straight in. So, Jaden, you made it way too easy for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Ready to get into it? Let's do it. Awesome. All right. So, how to get into bodybuilding? Where do we start? The
1: big question, how to get into bodybuilding?
0: <laughs> I think the number one thing is to ensure that you've given yourself enough time to actually get into the gym. Because a lot of people, they've been training for, let's say, three months consistently. Yep. Consistently meaning going to the gym five days, maybe a week, being consistent with nutrition. After three months, they go, oh, I want to compete, which is great. Love the aspiration, love the ambition, but just wait. Just hold on a second.
1: 100%. So most competitors, you'll see, they've been training for a number of years, right? Mm. They're pretty in tune with their body. They know what sort of training works for them. So you do want to get a bit of experience in the gym and kind of understand your body and how your body reacts to certain styles of training and certain methods of eating. So you definitely want to have that time behind you before you dive into something as chaotic as a bodybuilding show.
0: Yeah, you want it to be your lifestyle first. Because like for me, I was training for... Four, five years consistently before I even considered bodybuilding, which I'm sure you would have probably been somewhat the same. Actually,
1: even more. So I was training consistently for eight years. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, (laughs) a long, long period of time. So I've been training for a good 12 years now, competing for the last four years. So yeah, eight years of just training for the love of it, like... Mm. That's the thing. Back then, bodybuilding shows weren't as big as what they are now. Like right now, they're booming. So, the definitely
0: a, a hype. I it's feel. a
1: hype. The appeal for bodybuilding shows is sky high right mm. now. I think because social media is just so much bigger than what it was back then. I sound so old saying all back then. <laughs> so- social media is <laughs> wasn't a thing back in my day. Sound ancient saying that. <laughs> but it is true though. Like Instagram wasn't booming, and so like you didn't see all these competitors. I think the competitors that you saw back then were the big bodybuilders the open class guys so bodybuilding was never like a big topic that was like mm. discussed or like people my age were really thinking of doing uh, but it definitely helped having that time behind me having those number of years before I jumped into a show
0: yeah definitely so you had heaps of experience like myself we both had experience in yeah, the yeah I was working in the industry actually already as an f45 trainer yeah um, and then yeah jumped into it but I think A lot of people don't see that side. A lot of people go, oh, they can do it. I can do it, which yes, you 100% can, but maybe not with only three months under your belt. So definitely just be mindful of that. I always have this rule of thumb whenever a new client or whenever someone's asking about it in my DMs, I always say, give yourself 12 to 18 months in the gym consistently first before you even consider it.
1: Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Another point is you do want to build those habits with that time. So obviously these habits of just consistently eating and consistently training week in and week out, like you're not really having too many rests. You're not going for a few weeks and then having a few Mm. weeks off. You wanna get in these constant habits of making gym your lifestyle where you are going consistently three, four, five days a week, pretty much every week. And then once you build these habits, then I feel like you can really advance into the advanced style of training, which is bodybuilding shows. But you definitely want to master these basic habits first before progressing to a bodybuilding
0: show. Yeah, and I think a lot of people look at us, right, and they go, oh, how do you stay so motivated? Mm. And I don't know about you, but for me it's like, oh, I, I don't. Like, it's just my life now. I literally wake up. I don't even think about it. Well, that's it. It's the I'm thing, going yeah. going to the gym and having my meal prep. Like, it's literally our lifestyle now.
1: You get on autopilot after exactly. a while, right? You don't have to yeah. force yourself to, to do these things. It's You're because
0: probably- we want to do it. Yeah, 100%. It's not a, oh, I have to do it.
1: Exactly. And there's not as much pull away from these goals because you just naturally want to do it, right? So you're naturally in the motion of, you know, waking up at a certain time, getting enough sleep, eating right, training right. So you're already in these habits so that when you do jump into a bodybuilding show, that's already second nature for you. So it's a lot easier cruising into a bodybuilding show that way already having developed these habits.
0: So if you're someone who is, you know, within that three to 12 months, you've just started the gym, you know, you're loving it, you want to compete one day, amazing like love that for you definitely keep working towards that goal I don't want this to be a oh I can't do it until 12 months what do you mean definitely not no. no keep working towards it it's just don't consider actually prepping until after that 12 to 18 month period just to really give yourself a good solid chance because I'm sorry who wants to get on stage and go oh I wish I had more time Oh, I wish No, there was. Oh, definitely if. not, right? You, you never want to have the thought of, "Oh, what if I just did this on stage?" That's the last thing you want. You want to get gave on stage. An
1: extra six months of, ta- exactly. of time, exactly. I'd be in a much better position. Exactly. You don't want to have these regrets because you're in prep for a long time. It's mm-hmm. a huge journey that you're undertaking. Just to have this regret at the end, yeah. You might as well re- uh, avoid that regret and just give yourself that extra time. Because, like as you know, bodybuilding shows happen all the time. Like they're not scarce at all. They're all the time, every couple of months. Bodybuilding shows left, right, and center. So you're in no rush to jump on a stage. But saying that, if you're unsure of if, if you're ready, another tip I would give is get a coach that is well-versed in bodybuilding shows. Mm, which so,
0: leads on to tip number two. Get yeah, <laughs> 100%.
1: Tip number two is get a coach that can really guide you and then advise you if, hey, we do need another six months. Or, you know what, I think you're in a good position to jump into this bodybuilding show now. Mm. So that will be an invaluable tool if you were to have bodybuilding aspirations, get a coach that can make these decisions for you because they, they will know if you're ready more than you'll know if you're ready.
0: Definitely do your research on coaches because um, there are lifestyle coaches who are strictly just lifestyle. I know I was definitely just lifestyle at one point. I've only really moved into the competing space over the last 12 months myself as a coach. But when I was just lifestyle, I only took on lifestyle clients. I Mm. did not take on bodybuilding clients. So if you are wanting to get into bodybuilding, maybe don't sign up with old mate on social media Mm. who looks great in a bikini but doesn't know anything about bodybuilding. It is a real niche. There is a lot of science that comes behind it. Someone who does your average lifestyle, Joe person, probably can't get someone to stage. Not saying they never could. They definitely could possibly. But if you're wanting to do well, when you do your research on different coaches, definitely pick one who has the accreditations. Is that the right word? That's a weak one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was like, "Is that the right word?" Is <laughs> no, that I think English? that is the right <laughs> word. Accreditations, yeah. So, <laughs> but then also the um, the proof, like the actual proof, that they can take someone through a bodybuilding comp.
1: Yeah, if they have prior experience taking mm. clients to bodybuilding stages, and then also seeing if that client stays healthy afterwards, how they enjoyed the prep. So there is there are ways to get people to stage in not the best way. Yeah. So you got to find a coach that. Make sustainable um, moves towards a bodybuilding show instead of, say, crash dieting. For example, you do you do want to avoid that if you are going into something like this. So, finding a coach that does things the right way and has experience with clients doing well at a bodybuilding show and staying healthy as well, I think, is absolutely key.
0: Definitely, and a lot of coaches these days offer free consult calls, which I think is a great yeah, thing to have. Take advantage of them. Um, yeah, don't just book in with one coach like definitely talk to a number of different coaches and see which one that you actually align with. Because at the end of the day, you're trusting this coach with your life. Like it's not just getting on stage. It's a lot of health things that you're trusting them with you know like you want to be able to trust them and talk about your emotional stuff you want to tell them you know if your boyfriend broke up with you like i remember with my coach when me and my ex broke up he called me straight away we were on the phone for like an hour (laughs) like we had that kind of shout out tim yeah love you tim (laughs) um but like i i look at dad as like dad (laughs) i look at Tim like my second dad that's what i was trying to say i look at dad like tim You get what I mean. I, do, I definitely,
1: I knew where you are going but with that.
0: <laughs> I do view Tim as like my second dad, Yeah. right? Like that's just like the relationship that we have. But I'm sure that you look at Rob like in this more alpha, I don't know, how do you view Rob? Well, he's just someone
1: that I know I can confide in. I've been with Rob for almost three years now. And the reason for that is we have a very personal relationship. Exactly. Like I can message him. I can talk to him in person about literally anything. Like nothing is off limits. And I trust that guy with my life. Mm. And that's what you really need. With a bodybuilding coach because this is your health and well-being for the next four five months of your life leading up to this bodybuilding show so just how how these next few months and your health is concerned is really dictated on the quality of coach and then also the ability to confide in him and then just tell him just how you're feeling how your how prep is treating you because a lot of the time if you do bring something up with your coach that you know isn't too favorable with you know, your body position at the moment, you can bring it up with him and then he'll adjust the plan accordingly. Or she. Or she, of course. (laughs) Yeah, I'm speaking just uh, from having uh, male coaches, but yeah, definitely uh, (laughs) he or she for sure. So getting someone that you really, really trust and you get along with on a personal level, I think is just as important.
0: Yeah. So definitely utilize those consult calls to see which one that you really align with. Just because your friend goes to a certain coach doesn't mean that coach is going to work for you. You want to find a coach that aligns with you your goals how you are as a person what they have to offer as well um like you know maybe you're looking for a coach that's more into the intuitive eating side when the other coach is more macro side like you want to find that coach who is fitting you in all ways and aspects um but yeah i think that's pretty much it when it comes to coaches
1: i think so yeah just be smart about it and just don't jump at the first shiny object really
0: but then another thing that you have to research is the federations
1: That is a big one. Yeah, there are a few that are going around. Mm -hmm. So for the same reasons almost, you've got to pick a federation that really aligns with you as well because a lot of them are vastly different in Mm -hmm. how you present on stage, what they want from you. So definitely a few options to consider um, when going into a bodybuilding show.
0: I think there's this big stigma around federations. Like I love all the federations. They're all amazing in their own way. I just think a lot of people seem to think if I look this way, I suit this federation, mm. which necessarily like isn't the case. Like I remember for me, I always thought I was just an IFBB girl, which I love the federation. IFBB, you did like, say that. Like, quite I love a it. While. I appreciate the athletes, everything about IFBB. I love it, and I just viewed myself as this IFBB girl. Never thought that I could ever get on the WBFF stage. Yep. And then suddenly, I think it was you. Yeah, it was you. I literally said to you, like, like no, I'm an IFBB. Girl. You did
1: say that. Like you literally said that, yeah. with that word. And then I came back and I said, well, how, how do you know? Like, Mm. I feel like you are correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you identified as an IFBB girl because you had just done IFBB shows and placed well. And obviously your body was suited for that federation because you were placing really well. Mm. So,
0: but that's what I mean. Like the, my body suits it. Like that, that key part. That's what a lot of people think. They go, Oh, well my body suits that. So I must do that Mm. when their heart may not be there. Yeah. Like my heart was with WBFF. I wanted to do that federation, yep. but in my head it was, oh, but I'm an IFBB girl, that's what my body best suits. But really, if you just alter your training, alter your food, you know, actually train towards being whatever category and whatever federation you want to be, mm. you will be that girl or that guy eventually. you just got to work for it, which I learnt. Yeah. You know, I learned that I could make myself a obFF girl. Placed really well.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? First show, what did yeah. you call Second, Second place yeah. on the first go. So, I mean, if you identified with another federation – and then you go do this other one mm. and place quite well. Obviously, you adjusted, right? You um, you you tried to fit into this other category that you more aligned with and place quite well. But so also,
0: you you're a good example. You came first at IFBB <laughs> and then went to WBFF. And did you place? Fifth? Place fifth,
1: yeah. So place much better in the IFBB. So I won the first timers for the men's physique at an IFBB show, and. That wasn't exactly a planned show. We had done that two weeks prior to our main WBFF show. Came in there, ended up taking first place. And then I was in this middle ground of, do I even do this WBFF show? Because you've what, done
0: well. like well, why but, What you? that
1: signified was, oh, they really like your physique. You're mm. going to do well in this federation. Same so, with me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I thought, well, why would I go elsewhere? This is obviously where my physique is suited. So I still did the WBFF, placed fifth, which was not nearly as good as the IFBB. But because I had done both, I aligned much, much more strongly towards the WBFF. And then from that point on, only did WBFF show moving forward, because that's the one I related to the most.
0: And you aligned with it, your heart was on fire for it. And then you worked harder to make that fitness pro model physique which you eventually got your pro status so it's a perfect example like just because you might not place as well in this certain federation doesn't mean you can never get that end goal so i think that's the number one thing you got to remember like don't sit there and go oh like i want to do this federation but i'm never going to get there so i'm going to do this federation because i'm best suited for it no 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 Take your time and grow into that federation. If your heart is with that federation or with that look or with that posing style or whatever it might be that might be catching your eye, follow that heart because you don't want to resent your prep. You don't want to be exactly. prepping for something that you don't necessarily want to do. That's probably my biggest advice. And, like, yes, like, for me, like, I love IFBB. I love ICN. I love doBFF You know, I coach for all three. I compete in WBFF, but it's not going to – make me be like, oh, stuff this federation. No, no. Like I love all three for all different reasons. You can too. You don't have to, you know, be like, oh, because I'm in this federation, I have to hang on this federation. No, definitely not. No. It's, not
1: it's not like that no, in the competing world. One not bit. at all.
0: You can still appreciate the IFBB or the ICN girls and go to WFF or vice versa. I do it every season. I sit at every show <laughs> and I appreciate like, oh, my God, the fitness girls in ICN. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, They are incredible athletes. <laughs> are to get that big naturally, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. wow. It is something special.
1: Yeah, you see some impressive physiques in the ICN.
0: Oh, my God. It's incredible.
1: Because, like, <laughs> like, even the uh, open-class bodybuilders in the ICN, like, mm. they're, they're surprisingly very big.
0: Yeah. And, honestly,
1: the guys there, like, in all categories, they get shredded. They do. They actually get very, very lean. So, absolutely no hate on any federation. To be honest, like, we're, we're like, a very, almost a rare breed. Like, there's not, mm. like, a lot of people go to the gym, but not that many people that go to the gym compete. So yeah. anyone that does bodybuilding shows, we've got a lot of love for. Mm. Like anyone that has the same dreams and aspirations as us, as us, how can we hate on that? Yeah. And like bodybuilding competitions, they might have different criteria and just different styles of bodybuilding contests. But, you know, they're, they're after good physiques. They're after people who want to strive for good placings in a bodybuilding show. So only respect to all of these categories and federations for sure.
0: Yeah. So I think, yeah, when it comes back to picking the federation. Yeah, <laughs> there absolutely. There? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. We uh, do classic that. Classic us. <laughs> yeah. Um, follow a, your heart, number one. Follow that's, the heart. That's
1: definitely the biggest one for sure. And it's usually the people that are very invested in the federation that they're competing with. They're the ones that do well because they have that burning desire to thrive in this federation. Whereas like you were saying, if you're more, if you're more suited – for this federation, you follow that even if you don't want to. You're probably not going to put in as much as someone that has that burning desire to compete in this federation and loves it with all their heart. There's just like mm. that extra motivation that wouldn't be there.
0: You want to wake up and your fire is, is just fueled yeah. every morning. You yeah, want like, to be like, hell the, yeah.
1: That has to be like the only goal on your mind Like when you're in prep. I need to win this IFBB show. I need to be a WBFF pro. Like That has to be like your burning mm. desire if you're picking a federation. Yeah. But I think also just on that note, there are a few things that I think scare people away sometimes. Like people for the WBFF, for example, I know a lot of guys they think, "Oh, I can't do that. I can't do the posing on stage. Mm, I, I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not that um, charismatic. I, that's not me, right?" And it's not anyone when yeah. they start. Like no one automatically does that unless you've got some dancing background. But there's still a lot of things to really learn from everyone. So uh, like no one starts off being this perfect competitor. Like me, for example, when I started doing my first WBFF show, like I wasn't moving gracefully. I wasn't acting like a pro or anything like that. This is something that you chip away at over, over years of competing or just in the entire prep itself. So I think anyone that, doesn't feel like they're suited for a federation. Just give it a try, like really try to learn what's involved. You'll be surprised how much you fit in if you really do have that as your main goal of getting better at this federation.
0: And when it comes to like the posing especially, there are so many amazing coaches out there who can teach you like that fluent, flowy side on stage. Like I know you teach flow really well. I love teaching flow. Yeah,
1: you absolutely do. Yeah,
0: like you know, you can learn it. It just takes time. I have this saying with my posing girls, if anyone ever inquires, if they go, oh, is it too late or is it too early to start posing? And the truth is it's never too early, it's only too late. Yeah, 100%. It can never be too early. Exactly. So if you're someone sitting on the fence of, oh, I want to do this federation, should I start posing now? Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Even if you're planning definitely. on
0: like getting on stage in two years' time, start now.
1: Well, you'll never be too ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your posing will never be too good. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. Right, more time the better. If you've got time to start posing, start posing for sure. You're only going to come into the show way more confident.
0: And hey, if you decide to switch federations, okay, cool. Change your posing for a different federation. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. Like, I know heaps of people who do multiple federations their first time just to see where they fit. And that, yeah. that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with changing federations or anything like that. If the, you know, first federation you pick, you suddenly go, oh, actually, I want to try this one. That's okay. Nothing's going to happen from that.
1: And it's actually not a bad idea at all. Yeah. like It's almost recommended sometimes. If you do have your heart set on one of these two, just do them both, right, mm. and just see which one you vibe with because it can be hard telling which one you'll have the most fun with from the outside you almost got to do both shows to see which one you really have a good time with and really see yourself aligned with.
0: Definitely. And just one more thing. Cuz sure. I know this is such a big question. What do you got? I always get asked this question. There's a big misconception about going in the IFBB mainly mm. naturally. It's a big mis- misconception. I just okay. want to clear that up. I'll, I've had a few girls come to me and say, "Oh, but I can't do that if I'm natural," which no, that's not true at all. Yeah. All of my season in IFBB I was natural and I place in every single one of my shows. So that's your proof there. You can do it. You've just got to be willing. Like if you want to be natural, that is, you've just got to understand like, okay, yeah, there will be people who are taking things and that's okay. That doesn't change anything. It doesn't make you place lower or anything like that. You just got to go in there and understand, okay, the girls and the guys that I'm going to be versing may be enhanced and that's okay. That's all I want to say on that topic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's the joy of having so many federations because mm. some are tested, some are untested. So you can really just pick where you want to be.
0: Yeah, but don't let that be like a deciding factor of if you should do a certain federation or not. Like as in if you're a natural competitor and want to go in the untested federations, that's fine. There's so many natural competitors in those oh, federations.
1: 100%, 100%. A, so, lot of, a lot of competitors turn pro-natural for sure. Exactly,
0: 100%. Um. But yeah, I think that's enough on that topic. (laughs) I think so, yeah.
1: I think we've got a few more tips. Now, I think you've got to also be realistic on how ready you are for stage. Mm. So it kind of ties back um, to the time issue. You kind of do want to make sure that you are presenting a physique and a package that is going to be competitive on stage and something that you are generally happy with
0: on stage. Well, everything that you do in prep, like let's be honest, prep is not easy prep is a grind
1: it is a big grind
0: and anyone who goes through a prep understands that you would not go through that just for a experience yeah you know like I mean that's how my mentality is I go through all of that to do well I go through all of that to showcase my best work and never as I said earlier you never want to have that thought in the back of your mind of oh what if stuff that yeah none of that. None <laughs> no of that. thank you you want to be able to get up on stage and go yep I worked hard look at me I did everything that I could for however long that it was and I am so bloody proud to be here so when it comes to getting to that mentality on stage you want to give yourself enough time to actually be competitive and do well I have a lot of girls who come to me about you know competing and like how long they would have to take in the off season they want to get on stage now and it's it's a hard conversation to have with them because I feel like I'm belittling their dreams. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of like squashing it, and they it's w- so
1: easy to think that though. Yeah. Like it's so easy to think oh, I want to get on stage now. Like that looks yeah. so much fun. Look how crazy these guys and girls look on stage. Yeah. So Which you can't 100%. even blame them for wanting oh, to jump up.
0: Hundred percent, and they go, "I want to get on stage at the end of the year." And it's like, cool, <laughs> but uh, we actually have a lot of work to do before yeah, we. Yeah, let's be that.
1: realistic. we you don't want to come in too undersize, and you want to give yourself enough time to actually lose all the body fat that you need mm-hmm. to. I would also recommend if you are having bodybuilding aspirations, go to a show. Definitely. Like, go to a crowd, watch the show, see what physiques are on stage also see how the posing routine is as well mm. see if that's something that you feel like you could vibe with and then also get a little bit of inspiration as well see um how they place as well like which physiques get rewarded and then sort of base your physique roughly on just the average of uh, who's on stage and especially who does well so definitely want to see if you kind of stack up against the people that do well at these shows
0: that's actually a good tip for our last topic like researching on federations mm. i remember before picking which federation i wanted to go to So I first went to IFBB. I sat there on YouTube for a whole day, literally a whole day, just binge watching all these different mm. shows, all these different federations, yeah. trying to see which one I wanted to do. And then I eventually picked IFBB. Because, oh, that was
1: before you competed in the yeah, IFBB. Oh, yeah. gotcha. And
0: then I watched the Olympia. I remember watching the Olympia. And then I was like, oh my God, Issa Pacini is amazing. I want to do what Issa pacini yeah, did. done. <laughs> and that's, that's literally what sold me. I was like, I want to look like that. So definitely do like research on the federations, go to shows, watch them on YouTube. I would say go to a show though because For it's sure. very different in person. Yeah, That's what I didn't do and I regretted it.
1: Okay, Because it was right. over
0: COVID. So all the shows were cancelled.
1: Oh, that was a gnarly time. Yeah, night.
0: so I didn't actually get to see any shows. So I was just watching it on YouTube. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Crazy times.
1: <laughs> yeah, but nothing beats being in the crowd. Just seeing the atmosphere and then just seeing how these people are on stage. And see if you're close to that. It kind of puts it in perspective of if you're ready for a bodybuilding show, because you kind of compare your states to how the competitors' states are on stage. Last thing you want to do is see these people on stage and be like, oh, they're actually way bigger than I thought. Mm. I've actually got a little bit of work to do. So it kind of puts it in perspective of if you are actually ready for a show or not.
0: Yeah. And then obviously just being aware that a prep isn't just prep. Like it it doesn't just flick on. Like you've actually got to do some pre-prep work. you will most likely have to go into a build phase, which takes, depending on your shape already, but normally, like, would you say six to 12 months, maybe even 18 months, yeah, depending yeah. on your shape? It's a slow
1: process. You yeah. don't want to rush that process because no. obviously the faster you do it, the more muscle you mass, you put on, the more fat mass you put on. So it's actually in your best interest to do a slower building period, put on as little body fat as possible because- Like this is how I approach things. And I know this is definitely how you approach things. We like to come into prep quite lean. Yes. You don't want to blow out your build, put on like 10 kilos, but then like half of that is fat mass. And then what that leads to is an even longer prep and an even more unenjoyable prep because then you're just digging even deeper, Mm. digging even longer. So you do want to make sure that you start prep relatively lean because my opinion is the leaner you start, the leaner you're going to end up. Now, if you're competing against guys that are going to come in very lean, if you both had, this is my mentality, if you both had the perfect prep where everything went right and you lost as much body fat as you both possibly could, the guy that starts off leaner will end up leaner. 100%. So it's actually in your best interest to start a prep relatively lean. That will definitely pay off in the long run.
0: Definitely. But also that's another thing. Like, you know, preps aren't like a s- short process either. Like, definitely yes, not. I know I did a 10-week prep and that's been all over socials but <laughs> I've also done a 20-week prep in the past and it was needed like it was definitely needed but the only reason I could do a 10-week prep is because as Lucas said I started in a very good position and yes. put myself in that good position right and just to
1: clarify the 20-week would you say is more regular than a 10-week yeah prep?
0: yeah and like honestly for your first prep I would recommend a 20-week prep because your coach doesn't know how your body responds in a prep number one. Mm. You don't know how your body responds in a prep number two. You also have never been through a prep. So there is gonna be some stuff ups, some hiccups at the start, and you wanna give yourself as much time as possible to just get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just wanna jump right in at ten weeks out and like no, don't don't do that. Just no, definitely give not. yourself as much time as possible. More time the better, honestly.
1: Yeah, I would say so as well. Yeah. But going back to the coach issue as well that's definitely helps with making for a successful prep in terms of time as well, because when a coach and you have been in aligned for like say a number of years, they know your body inside and out. Yeah. They know exactly the protocols to put you on to get you stage lean. Whereas yeah. if you are with a brand new coach, you're just starting your first prep. Like you said, there will be a few, I suppose, like learning errors possibly. Mm. So you do have to, give yourself a few extra weeks just to make sure that any sort of hiccups you can kind of fix up and get things back on track.
0: Definitely. Like, you know, this was the third show that Tim and I did together. So third season and he knows my body inside. He knows my body more than I know my body. Right. Yeah. Which I'm sure Rob is the same with you and it just makes life so much easier. The first one is definitely a trial. Yeah. It's definitely like this weird trial period. Just a
1: test run where you're just seeing what works, what doesn't work.
0: Exactly. And now, you know, three preps in and Tim and I did a 10-week prep because we both know my body so well.
1: And also saying that, like, you took your off-season very seriously. Yes. Like, you didn't put on too much body fat at all. So that's that's kind of the benefit of taking your off-season very seriously. And that's another thing as well, like, outside of prep. I like to not think of prep as a finish line. Like, a lot of people will finish a prep and be like, all right, that's over. I can throw away my diet mm. now. I can just, you know, have whatever I want. Like, I'm lean. I can just, you know, that that was a terrible period where i was just hungry all the time now i'm just going to eat all this food now what that's going to do if you have other bodybuilding plans it's going to just set you back quite a bit it's going to extend your prep but um you'll also blow out quite a bit so you do want to be quite smart with the reverse afterwards
0: definitely All right. So I think the last tip though, before we wrap up this podcast, because it's been a long episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We just always have a lot to talk about. If you see us talking, it's not going to be a short conversation.
0: (laughs) We are the worst. Like we'll be laying in bed, ready to go to have like an early night sleep. And then we get early night, like nine o'clock at night. Like just picture it, nine o'clock at night, we're laying in bed about to fall asleep. And then one of us, either one of us will start to (laughs) have like a topic to talk about. And then like, we just talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> and then suddenly we look at the time. It's now midnight. We've been laying there for three hours just talking. What do you mean,
1: AM? <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times that's happened.
0: <laughs> Remember that time that we were just like standing in the kitchen talking for hours? Yeah. and then we were like, what the hell? It's been three hours. How are my feet not sore? We're just standing there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, like we don't even come into it with anything to talk about. Yeah. We no just,
0: intention to actually chat. Like no, we'll have a
1: conversation. Yeah. We
0: just say one thing and then it turns into this massive conversation. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's probably why we started the podcast then, right?
0: Yeah. And what we're doing right now, like we need to move on to this next topic. Yeah,
1: exactly. Can we wrap it up? <laughs> wrap it up.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, our last tip for you guys is understanding why you're competing and why one. you're actually doing it. That's a huge one that I feel like people do it for the wrong reasons. They go, oh, this girl on Instagram did it. Oh, this guy on Instagram did it. I'm going to do it. That's a terrible reason, yeah. first of all. And then, or another reason is I just want to lose weight. Terrible reason again.
1: Yeah. Not the best Any way. other
0: reasons you can think of?
1: Um, I think some people want that just... Glamour moments as well. They Mm, want to feel like they want to feel like the superstar. They want those epic photos. Cause you do get some crazy photos back. You get some awesome video packages. And like, if you've ever seen any of the bodybuilding shows, uh, photos of the competitors on stage and like the glammed up bikinis and like the awesome trunks and just like everything they wear and how they look on stage. It does look phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but it's not a good reason solely to do a bodybuilding show.
0: A lot of the things that go behind the scenes in a prep, if you're just going for that glamour moment or that Instagram photo or whatever it might be, you're going to find it really hard to stay consistent. You're probably not going to be consistent. That's right. You're probably going to say, oh, what? what's one rice cake going to do? A lot.
1: It, or, uh, yeah. what, it, <laughs> it, it will add up, especially if you're going up against a guy that doesn't have an extra rice cake. Mm-hmm.
0: Or like, what <laughs> is this one night out with my friends going to do? Yeah. A lot. I have this one... Memory of like being out with my friends and they all tried to get me to eat this one chicken nugget, <laughs> but my why was so strong. I was not in this chicken nugget, and they all had these different reasons. They were like, "Oh, but it's just chicken. Like it's protein. Surely you can have this nugget." <laughs> yeah,
1: there's a few ones like, that you hear. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of
0: things. And like, if your why isn't strong enough, then 100 percent you be like, "Oh yeah, I can have that chicken nugget." But to me, I was like, "No, you guys don't understand. Yeah. Like, I am not having that chicken nugget." Yeah, I want to do well. Exactly. But also, like, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons after show as you said before like you will just jump back on that food and blow out again like the stage show day leanness you have for one day not even a day maybe for like that hour that you're on stage like you
1: process you (laughs) peak
0: for that hour and that is it and then you know once you're off stage then you know the peak's done Like, I don't think people understand there is a lot of science that goes into coming into show. You know, like, we don't look the same in the morning than when we do on stage. There is a process that happens behind the scenes to get to that point.
1: Well, saying that, in the WBFF, we've got a morning show and a night show. And some physiques will look drastically different Mm. with five hours in between. So some people look a lot drier in the night show and like a little bit more watery in the morning. Yeah, It's the same day. It's like within the same like 12 hour, like six hour period. It's a short period of time, but your body is so volatile that it really can change that quickly.
0: Exactly. So if you're doing this for like a transformation moment, I recommend maybe doing like a photo shoot challenge instead yeah if you or, do need a
1: goal to work yeah. towards like if you're really goal orientated and that's how you stay on track something like a photo shoot or so if you just yeah. set like a I want to be 10 kilos lighter by the start of summer like if yeah. you set a date on something like that I feel like that'll be a lot more productive and healthy as well and achievable exactly. as well than doing a bodybuilding show because a bodybuilding show is the most rigorous thing that you can do
0: I do know that ICN and OBFF have a transformation category, so yeah, obviously, they do. It's like incredible. you know, if you're wanting to do a transformation type thing, then okay, maybe look into those um, categories. But if you're doing a full-on bodybuilding show to just lose body fat, no, yeah, like that—that that shouldn't be a reason because, as we said, after the show, it, it's not easy. Like you know, post blues which i'm sure we'll chat about in a different episode like reverse dieting and everything yeah that's a whole nother topic right there i could talk about that for hours yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah if just make sure that your reason for why you're doing a bodybuilding show is the right reason and knowing your why is so important like if your why doesn't make you emotional or it doesn't set your soul on fire or whatever it might be it's not a why and it's yeah. not a good enough reason to do something that goes for anything in life. Like my reason to why I do bodybuilding makes me cry. Like it makes me tear up if, if I really think about it, mm. you know, but when, I don't know if that's the same for you, but like, if you have an emotional attachment, nothing matters. I have that emotional attachment to my why you will catch me on those stairs like no tomorrow. Yep. And I will get through those stairs and work my ass off because that why is so strong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it has to be because there's going to be a lot of times where life tries to deter you from staying on Mm. track because it's not fun staying that hungry, (laughs) doing the stairs. Like, (laughs) do you want to jump on the stairs? I sure don't. (laughs) But these are some of the things that you have to do when preparing for a bodybuilding Mm -hmm. show. And these non-negotiables, as you have to do them, your mind will still tell you, no, we don't want to do these. Let's, Let's not do these. Let's skip these today. But if your why, if your reason for doing this bodybuilding show and succeeding is so strong, you'll be able to push through all these deterrents, which definitely will come. But if it's not strong enough, then you will cave in. You will have a snack here. You will go off plan. You will miss your cardio. And that's when your progress on a bodybuilding stage does hinder. So when your why is so strong, you'll weather any storm and you'll come out on top.
0: And you know, you will have events, you will have weddings, birthdays, whatever it might be. And you need to be able to be strong enough to not indulge in the food in those events or not drink or whatever it might be or saying no to those events. There were multiple events in my recent prep that I said no to. Yeah. And like, you know, I remember I'd cry about it because I was like, oh, I really want to go. Yeah, But, (laughs) you know, it it just didn't work out. But your why was so strong. You wanted to
1: succeed in this big goal more than you wanted to have this short-term enjoyment. Exactly. So it's worth it in the end there. Whereas if your why wasn't strong enough, if you didn't really want this, Mm. then I'm sure you would have, yeah, you would have gone, you would have had a fun time. I'm sure you would have had a great time. But it would have hindered your chance of achieving this big goal. So that's really the difference there.
0: How to know your why. This is a really good tip that I learned. Get a piece of paper, write what your goal is, and then ask yourself, okay, why do I want to achieve that goal? Write down why. Okay, why is that? Why? Okay, why is that? Mm-hmm. And you just keep breaking it down until you start feeling emotional about it. Yeah. And that that bottom reason where it actually like makes you tear up or <laughs> makes you kind of choke, That why are you laughing? Oh, yeah, I just
1: <laughs> had this random uh, image in my head. You know those little egg cups that were like <laughs> you, you open one of them? Oh, there's another one. Oh,
0: there's another one. That's pretty much it, yeah. What's your
1: why? Oh, it's this. Oh, What's that oh. why?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> it
1: though. Pretty much, yeah, yeah.
0: That's pretty much it. But like if you... Get to that bottom page or bottom of the page. You should find this emotion. That, that little egg.
1: Yeah. <laughs> whatever that little, little egg, egg is. That you, can't possibly open into yeah, another egg.
0: <laughs> you will find that you will cry, choke up, whatever it might be. And then suddenly, oh, that's my reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah,
1: Because it won't be a surface why. It won't be like your first answer why. Yeah, You've really got to dive down deep into yourself and find out, oh, this is actually why I want this.
0: Yeah, like you can't say, oh, I want to do this body, bodybuilding show because I want to lose weight. Okay, why do you want to lose weight? Yeah. Okay, why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? And then eventually you will find, oh, that's the real reason why.
1: Yep, 100%. And then that is the why that will keep you going.
0: Exactly. Like my why is, I could say it in like a second, people will go, what? Hmm. But to me, those two words mean so much to me. Yeah. You know, and that keeps me going. Like I do not question going off my meal plan. It's not even a thought.
1: Yeah, no, no. Once you're locked into this, literally Mm. nothing can deter you. Yeah. Like no one can pay you enough money. Like you will stay on track if you are set up correct mentally. Yeah. I think another big thing to factor in is knowing what's involved in the process. Mm. So – you can have your why, but then also being able to expect what's involved in a prep is so big as well. Cause like what we were saying, you can see everyone on stage looking fantastic, but if you don't know what's involved and then if you come into say halfway through prep and you're like, Oh, this is actually way harder than I thought. That will really impact how you go moving forward because maybe you've drained your mental energy. Maybe you've drained your discipline leading up to that because you didn't realize, oh, I need to be ultra disciplined for this.
0: It's actually a bit of a shock at first, hey?
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. It's hard to really know what's mm -hmm. involved. Even if you hear us telling you about it, you won't really, really understand until you actually go through it yourself.
0: Yeah, definitely. The first one is definitely a big like, whoa, this is a lot. Yeah. Which is why we're telling you guys all these things to do before you even consider starting. Yeah, absolutely. To make it a bit easier, you'll still get a shock, but it won't be as, oh my God, I can't do this.
1: Well, Sam, I think the big reason is because we don't want people doing a prep, attempting to do one and then coming up a little bit short or yeah, definitely. hating the process and then them yeah. getting deterred from a bodybuilding show in the future. Because this is an awesome life, what we do. Oh, like competing is absolutely fantastic. Mm. So the last thing we want to do is have anyone go through a prep prematurely and then kind of get a little bit of hatred towards the process or even yeah. just come up short on stage and then think oh, i'm never going to do that again
0: i love bodybuilding like, i absolutely I love it thrive live it. and breathe it it's yeah. literally my whole life yeah. <laughs> and i could not think of anything better and like there are people out there unfortunately who have had a bad experience with bodybuilding who do talk badly about their experience which as you said it's purely because of their bad experience sure. but just because this person had a bad experience doesn't mean you're going to have a bad experience or you're going to have whatever that health concern happened it's obvious because they just didn't give themselves that time that we yeah. have been talking about they weren't fully ready to exactly that. exactly so yeah i think that's pretty much it though
1: yeah those are the big ones that we feel like you need to keep in mind when prepping for a bodybuilding show but saying that if you have all your ducks in a row Go for it. Honestly, bodybuilding mm-hmm. is so rewarding, so empowering. You really find out who you are and just it makes you feel incredible about yourself.
0: And just quickly. Yeah. There is nothing better than show day.
1: There's nothing better than show day, honestly. Like yeah. the prep might be, uh, you know, a bit difficult. But when you're on that stage and you have that moment of, oh, this is what I've been working yeah. for. Yeah. Oh, it was all worth it. Like, there's nothing better than that feeling.
0: Like, I remember before my last show, I think I said to you, like, I don't know if I can do another prep. Like, it's just getting so (laughs) hectic. But in saying that, that was purely just... Prep, that was prep emotions talking. like yeah, yeah like oh this is so much like works crazy yada yada the second my foot got on stage like the second <laughs> i forgot every bad day yep. every prep cry every <laughs> moment of being hungry and i was like oh this is why i do what i do
1: i always think of it as like you're walking through this big filter yeah. wall <laughs> and the second you step through it you leave all of these bad feelings and anxiousness and nervousness behind the curtain, and then you walk out, your fresh, confident self. That's actually what it feels like.
0: It's so magical. Because
1: you'll be a little bit stressed even just pumping up, like a few steps from stage. Well, like
0: I was. I was a little stressed. You get it, for sure. I remember you, like, like, you know, trying to give me a pep talk, and I was like, Yep, yep, yep. And then the second I walked out there, I was like a new person. Yeah, that's
1: how it goes. That's how it goes. Because it's so anxious when you're just waiting there. Because you can like see the stage from the curtain there. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're about to call me out. But the second you walk out, it is just game on. Let's crush this. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, this is awesome. So there's no feeling like it if you've done everything right and you've brought your best self to stage. So we definitely encourage anyone that's thinking of a bodybuilding show, go after it. Just make sure you do it correctly.
0: Yeah, definitely. I truly believe that you will never know if you really want to do bodybuilding until you get on that stage because that is when you really know. But in saying that, Feel like we should wrap this up. What do you reckon, babe? I
1: think so. I think we've dropped some big gems here. I think mm-hmm. we've given our listeners a few bites to take away here. So Definitely. let's wrap the first episode up. First That's one exciting. in the books.
0: Love. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys do want to follow us on Instagram or DM us if you have any questions, I'm at underscore Samantha Wicks.
1: It's Lucas underscore wbff pro.
0: And we will chat to you guys next week, but be sure to take the screenshot of the story to enter our giveaway of one month of free coaching. Make sure you tag us in those stories as well. Um, But yeah, we'll be back in your ears next week.
1: Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Until next time. Bye. Signing out.